Abba Yahweh, and your strength ever needed. Thank you, Father God, and the opportunity for these brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to share something. My brother, uh, who was a pastor, uh, since retired on that, he's, yeah, he's older than I am. But uh, at any rate, he shared something with me that's uh, coming and, and very disturbing to me and very troubling. Um, disturbing in that it's happening to other brothers and sisters and that these things are happening now. Um, however, I have also shared with you that much, much, much deeper and darker agenda than many people see that is happening in the world today. Um, many of these politicians believe that it's their agenda that they're pushing on and, and uh, getting together. So anyway, this message that my brother sent to me was, uh, was a video of a young man who is, lives in Israel and they're very disturbed because their prime minister, the prime minister of the state of Israel is made a declaration to the country, an open declaration that is so contrary to biblical teaching, so contrary to um, what they're supposed to do as an elected official. However, it is also in the Bible that this thing would be done. I shared with you before that Jesus Christ himself told the disciples that the time would come. And I shared with you that he told them that Brother would be against brother, sister against sister, father, mother, families, and how they would turn against one another. And the prime minister of Israel got on and made an open declaration, much as much like what uh, Biden, Mr. Biden, Joseph, is uh, doing in this country. Pretty much the same thing is. Um, pushing for, in their country, the open declaration, pushing for the parents of children who have been given the shots. And you already know my feeling. I don't call them vaccines because they are not vaccines. Virologists have declared that thing. Doctors have declared that thing. These are not vaccinations. They're shots, period. But his open declaration is that parents of children that have received the shot should foot argue. I mean, he is promoting that they come and forcibly fight against the parents of children that have not received the shots and that they need to turn them in um, <laughs> this is so contrary to what we are supposed to be about. We are supposed to uplift one another, love one another, 
And the same thing is going on in this country. The uh, hint that those that have been receiving the shots should be against those that have not. Well, let me explain this to you about that. It is the job of the government to protect the people and to make sure that they are protected and not to decide whether or not they get shots. That determination is a personal thing. That is a decision that each person has to make on their own. Is it a viable thing? Is this not right? Let me check with my doctor. And this is a thing that has to be done. Brothers and sisters, we need to pray for one another. Keep the government in prayer. We need to make sure that we do that. The time is coming, brothers and sisters. And here, here's the other thing, too, that we have to know. Is that the Bible talks about all these things going on. And I'm not fearful of the things that are going on. I fear for other people. And... It's disturbing to me that our governments are doing this, but it's not a surprise. Um, I'm, I find myself becoming, and, and here's the other thing, too, is that you have to remember that it's okay to be angry as long as you are doing so in righteousness do not allow yourself to cross that line um, and not be righteous in your anger. And some might say, well, how does that, how is that possible? It is possible. This is why you have to pray that the Holy Spirit strengthen you. You can be angry, do so in righteousness. You don't come up and confront, don't be assaultive. None of those things that there are some churches that are doing that now, they're actually becoming combative. Brothers and sisters, the government takes care of its people and we make the decision on health issues. That's supposed to be our job. And we have to remember all the time, brothers and sisters, that we have to pray for one another. And the thing of it is, too, is that we have to remember is that it is in the Bible that these things are going to happen. Don't be fearful. Be aware that these things are going on around. Go to God first in everything. A lot of people will wait until they get in the midst of an issue. Go to God first. Pray to God first. Talk to God first. Ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And you have to remember that that is the most important thing. 
Remember, too, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives within us each. It comes from God. God has provided that for us. He puts that in us. And we have to just remember, brothers and sisters, he put within us the power and in his grace, he did not instill in us fear, but the power of love, grace, mercy, and understanding. And we have to lean into his truth, to his wisdom, to his leadership through the Holy Spirit. And remember, too, this is an important one. I love this. I, I saved this one. Um, God oftentimes, and he'll let you walk into an uncomfortable situation where all that we can do, all that I can do is rely on him. Don't get anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Remember that's in uh, Philippians. And he will show you that he is faithful. And remember too that it's all got to be in his timing. His timing is what the import is. It's not in our timing. It's in God's timing. In his perfect timing, everything is going to turn out right. All we have to do is talk to him, lean in and listen to him. These things that these politicians, these egregious activities that they're portraying on their country... Brothers and sisters, it, it, it's frightening to some, but remember what I've told you, brothers and sisters, we cannot be fearful. God does not mind that we have fear. It, it's just that we don't become fearful. When you become fearful, that's when you react to people. That's when you react to people. You do things uh, contrary to the way that you normally would. Um, you're not following the word. And we have to remember, I, I love this one too, is look at your problems in the light of God's power instead of looking at God in the shadow of the problems. This is the issue that some people get. And they forget that God is Adonai sovereign God, that he is Abba, Yahweh, Father, maker of all things made, and that it is his power. He can do all things. God I serve is bigger than the problems I encounter. And that is my declaration to each one of you, brothers and sisters. That's my God. These things that are going on around us. And as I shared with you, I'm going to share this one with you because it's one that I, I've saved back to. Is don't let the noise of this world keep you from hearing the voice of God. God speaks in that still small voice. I shared that with you already when Elijah was in the cave. God directed him to go to Hebron. He went to God's mountain. God came to him there. 
They said, Elijah, what are you doing in this cave? Why are you pulled into this cave and hiding in this hole in the ground? Go out to the face of the mountain. He told him to go out and stand there. A mighty wind, so powerful, it came from God. It was breaking rocks. And then there was the earthquake and then the great fire, all the noise and all this. And God's voice was not there. And then the murmuring. Elijah listened hard. He pulled his mantle close about him, his, his cloak close to him, and he was leaning. And then he heard the still small voice. God speaks to us in that manner, brothers and sisters. We must be in prayer. We must hold true to the promises of God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and guidance of the Holy Spirit. The leadership in this world is, is pushing toward this. It's not a political agenda, brothers and sisters. This is not political Far from it, but many people look at it and they accept it as a political agenda and they think these things are going on because of politics. Why do you think, why do you suppose that Satan is pushing so hard on these leaders to have a one world government? Because it's more simple and easier to control the masses as a unitized world power than it is an individual. It's much easier. And pushing for that because the time is drawing near, brothers and sisters, we must be and maintain our watch. Trim the wicks. Fill the lamps with the oil. Do not slacken be aware that the time is coming. This is the time where it's so important to be able to stand upright, to be bold with that power that God has given us to be, not fearful. I've shared this numerous times as the time is drawing closer. Daniel, Hananiah, Michel and Zariah, they stood boldly upright. They didn't get confrontational with Nebuchadnezzar, but they simply told them, we will not bow down. We will not bend our knee to worship your idol, to worship your false gods. We will not. Our faith declares in our hearts we will not. And the Chaldeans that were counseling and leading Nebuchadnezzar, they threw Daniel into the lion's den, but the power and the might of God Almighty Adonai shut the mouths of the lions. Then they went back to Nebuchadnezzar and they said, oh, he must have fed the lions before tossing him in there. 
and they continued pushing the lies. These are the very ones that Daniel prayed over so that Nebuchadnezzar wouldn't kill them. Nebuchadnezzar got tired of that and he released Daniel and he threw them in the lion's den and the lions turned on them and devoured them. So evidently they weren't fed before Daniel was put in there. God shut their mouths. Hananiah, Zariah, Mishael, they were thrown into the fiery furnace that was stoked up so hot that it slew the very men that came to throw them in. And Nebuchadnezzar sitting on his throne, that one of his many thrones that he could sit and watch through the opening of the furnace, those die in agony and pain. The guy was a vicious, cruel king. But when he looked into the furnace and they were standing in the midst of the fire, and there was a fourth unto, like unto the son of God, this was declared by Nebuchadnezzar. He'd never met God. He'd never met Jesus Christ, but yet he recognized the authority and the power of the Son of God in Jesus Christ was in the midst of the flame. When they came out, their clothes didn't even smell of the fire. Not one portion, not one part of their body, their hair, nothing was singed or burnt. And the scent of the flames was not even upon them. This is the power and the might of Adonai, sovereign God. El Gibor, mighty God. El Ohika, Lord my God. El Ohinu, Lord our God. El Olam, everlasting God, El Shaddai, all-sufficient. Brothers and sisters, the time is coming. We need to be in prayer. Do not forget at all. Jesus spoke in Luke 17. He spoke to the disciples and told them that it would be as it was in the days of Noah. Shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. That means that when he comes again, before he returns to us, as he promised he would, the times will be as it was then. Carrying on as if there's nothing happening. Nothing's coming. Brothers and sisters, in this day, before he is revealed and comes, it is going to be such as it was. There will be such torment and disarray and, and families will turn against each other. You're going to have... It, it's not going to be a good thing, brothers and sisters, but we must pray for one another. Keep each other in prayer. Pray for these elected officials, even the ones that are doing these terrible things, we have to make sure that we keep them in prayer. Paul said that we have to do this, that we must pray over the kings 
and in Prince, as I've explained that to you before, that that is Bible speak for presidents and governors. I mean, we do have kings in certain countries in this world. But remember that in the first letter that he wrote to Timothy, and it's kind of important too that remember that Timothy is the he's the he's the uh, pastor, the leader at the church of Ephesus, and that's important for a number of reasons. I've shared with you already, but he says, "I exhort therefore, I exhort therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty." Brothers and sisters, you look about and you see that that's not so. And as I was viewing this uh, clip that my brother sent to me, I saw a lot of comments that were flashing up. And a lot of people don't understand exactly the workings of God. These are the cultural Christians that I declared that there are many of. There are many cultural Christians. They don't understand exactly how it is that... that uh, God deals with things. God does not take a side. Okay? God does not take a side. That he is with us. He does what is righteous as long as you're in righteousness. And, but he doesn't choose a side. And when uh, Joshua was getting ready to go down into the valley of Jericho. You recall that I shared this with you before. Some of you might recall and some of you might not recall that uh, I shared with you. But when he was getting ready to go down into the valley of Jericho before they surrounded the city, he encountered a man that was standing opposing him. That doesn't mean that they were getting ready to go at it. The man was just facing him and he was facing this man. And he didn't exactly recognize who this person was. Could have been one of his. But this man appeared and the man had his sword drawn. Joshua asked him, he said, are you for us or are you for our adversary? And then I believe then it was going to be kind of like, uh, you know, the gunfight in the Old West where began tapping you know, on the pistol before they get ready to draw. But the response from the man that was looking at Joshua responded in this way, and then Joshua knew that he was speaking to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the captain of the hosts of heaven takes no side. He simply told him, Nay. The captain of the host says, heaven takes no side. Joshua immediately knew that he was before the presence of the Lord Almighty. And he threw himself down on the ground because he realized it was holy ground. 
and he was told to take his shoes off because the ground he was on was holy. And some of you might say, well, how do you know that was Jesus? The same way that Nebuchadnezzar knew that Jesus was in the furnace. How did he know? Because the authority of Jesus Christ as the captain of the hosts of heaven that's been spoken of in the Bible. He knew that he was speaking to the almighty, only begotten son of God who had not been sent to earth to die as a sacrifice. He was still... had not been sent yet. Brothers and sisters, do not pray for God to take a side. God's not going to take a side for us against them. It doesn't work that way. God stands for righteousness. What we need to do is just maintain prayer for the leaders that they would repent. Remember, brothers and sisters, I've shared this with you before too. Repentance simply means changing one's mind or direction of thought. That's all repentance means. No big fanfare, no big tent revival is required. It would be nice if more did, but it's not required to repent. But brothers and sisters, we need to pray earnestly, fervently, that churches repent from the direction that they have gone. There are churches that have gone into this rock band appearance thing, and that's all they do. And they drive for money, money, money. They've given up what they were given, and the judgment will be on their heads. This is not for any one of us to judge. It is not for me to judge. I pray for them. For us to be brave, to be standing up and be bold because brothers and sisters, when this thing comes about and it happens, and it will because it's spoken of and it's prophesied over in the Bible, Daniel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Habakkuk, I've shared that part out of Habakkuk with you. Luke, by the Lord Jesus Christ himself, told the disciples that it's going to be happening. You can't pray for God to take a side. The only thing that we can pray for is one another to be bold, to stand upright, and to continue sharing the word of God that everyone that does become afraid can cannot be fearful and know where to turn. This is what our purpose is. Brothers and sisters, our purpose is becoming more and more apparent in this world as you look around. Don't give up. Don't pull yourself into a hovel and close yourself off and believe that you're the only one there is and go into this little dark hole into your comfort zone and be an armchair quarterback. That's not your purpose. And don't be those slacking, lazy individuals that will say, well, God's going to win anyway, so why do I have to do anything? (laughs) Because he called you to do so, brothers and sisters. He didn't call for you to get yourself saved and then sit down in your comfort zone, pull the lever on your recliner and sit back and not do anything. He called you for a purpose. And that purpose is to give everyone 
the opportunity for salvation. It's not an automatic thing, brothers and sisters. Don't you get it? It's not automatic. Your job is to help to make sure. Why are you going to be so selfish and lacking compassion with anyone else? You got yours, so you're going to sit back in your armchair and sit back and relax and God wins anyway. I know where I'm going. And then let them suffer and perish. How dare you? How dare you? Your purpose from God was come. Jesus Christ came and sacrificed himself and you're so lackadaisical and so lazy about it that you're going to sit back in your hole, in your comfort zone, and you're not going to be compassionate to your brothers and sisters and give them the opportunities for salvation. That's despicable. Think about it, brothers and sisters. You want to get offended, that's fine, because I also shared that if you seek offense, you're going to find it. And if what I say offends you, then maybe you ought to be self-searching and heart-searching your own lives and see exactly what I'm saying. That might be the Holy Spirit reaching down, grabbing onto your heart and giving it a little squeeze so that you do that very thing. It's not my place to judge you. I'm just pointing it out. I'm not your judge. Lord God Almighty is your judge. And those that do not and those that oppose and those who allow will be judged. There will be judgment for all of us. I'm going to be judged. I pray that I'm, I'm doing well enough and pushing for the truth and the word of God that he will say, welcome home, son. You did a good job. I would pray that that would be so. That's all I can do. Brothers and sisters, I pray for each and every single one of you. I share this with you all the time. I pray for you on my going out and my coming in. When I get up in the morning, my prayer for the day, to thank God for his grace and his mercy for the day that he has made and for your strength and your uprightness and your courage, brothers and sisters, because we are going to need it. And I know there are a number of you out there that are becoming fearful and following after the lies of mammon. I know there are. Brothers and sisters, God says that we don't need to be like that. And it doesn't matter what mammon might say. It doesn't matter what they try to say or do. I would much rather stand with God and be judged of mammon than to stand with mammon and be judged of God. It doesn't matter what mammon will do. They may put me to death. They may come after me for this very thing that I am doing now. You think that they can't find me? Brothers and sisters, we're listened to everything that we do, every order we place, everything that we discuss, everything that we talk about. Trust me in this. It used to be called Big Brother. Big Brother is watching. Big Brother is listening. And here's something that many of you may or may not realize. That these smartphones that we are carrying around and so keen on getting, where do you think they put them together? The parts might be American made, but these things are being sent to Chinese assembly. Oh yes, brothers and sisters, that's a fact. They're being assembled and put together 
in the very country that seeks to destroy our life, our way of life. So you think that they're possibly not listening to what's going on or tracking what's going on? Have you ever noticed, brothers and sisters, when you put or place certain orders, you happen to be looking at something all of a sudden, then your 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 junk mail, your spam messages and everything are just filled, filled with companies or uh, individuals that have those like items that you might be interested in. You've never received those? So brothers and sisters, I am convinced, but what I am convinced of is that my Lord God is sovereign. My Lord God is all-powerful. My Lord God is my Father, the maker of all things made. He is Adonai. He is all these things. Brothers and sisters, I have this list that I wrote down and it's in the front of my Bible and it speaks to all of God's characters and what he, all of his character, his characteristics because these things are God. This isn't what he does because he is, it should be a certain way. This is what he is. First thing that he told Moses, I am that I am. When Moses asked me, he said, well, who am I going to tell Israel sent me to do these things? You tell them I am sent you. That speaks volumes only in two small words, I am. He was from the beginning, he is in the present, and he always shall be just as it is with his only begotten son. And the word was with God and the word became flesh. The way, the truth, and the life that we have that opportunity. Do not put that aside. Yahweh, maker of all things made. Adonai, sovereign God. El Gibor, mighty God. Elohika, Lord my God. Elohimu, Lord our God. Elohim, eternal creator. Elohim, everlasting God. El Shaddai, all-sufficient God. Elion, most high. Hosenu, Lord my maker. Shira, Lord my provider. Mekadishkem, Lord my sanctifier. Nisi, Lord, my banner. Rafa, Lord, my healer. Rohi, Lord, my shepherd. Sabath, Lord of hosts. Shalom, Lord, my peace. Shama, my Lord, is present. Sidkenu, Lord, my righteousness. Lord, my God. He is all those things and those lists of his names and are his character. For God is all of those things. Brothers and sisters, I share this from the book of Numbers 6, 24, 25, and 26. And I pray this in earnestness for you, brothers and sisters, because it is becoming darker and darker as we look around in this world. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. 
The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. We pray for these elected officials that they would allow us to have this peaceful life. But as I said, I know that the things that are happening are happening because they're coming and this is the agenda that is being pressed by the enemy and that these men and women are being used. They, they think that they are in control and they're in power. They're not. They're just being used and they're being manipulated and they're puppets of the enemy. We just need to pray one for another, brothers and sisters. We need to keep each other up in prayer, intercessory prayer, prayer that some of these elected officials may repent from what they're doing and say, we got to give them a little more peaceful time. We have to give them an opportunity. And we just need to pray on this for one another. Keep each other uplifted in prayer, brothers and sisters. That is the import. And we need to keep that intercessory prayer, prayer for one another, and that we pray for our countries or our nations. And uh, I'm going to read to you from the way this is in the old scripture, in the Hebrew Bible. Hashem bless you and protect you. Remember that Hashem is Lord God. Hashem deal kindly and graciously with you. Hashem bestow his favor upon you and grant you peace. Thus they shall link my name with the people of Israel and I will bless them. Thus saith the Lord my God, as he spoke to Moses to speak to the children of Israel. Brothers and sisters, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for this country. Be not fearful. Be not afraid. Be not dismayed, brothers and sisters. I pray for you, share this with you, because I am becoming greatly concerned and what is going on in the world today. It's becoming darker and darker. And people, some people are afraid of the dark. I learned to actually not be so fearful of the dark. I shared with you when I was living in the mountains. I actually chose to be out there a lot because I knew that there was no harm in the darkness. The enemy likes the dark, brothers and sisters, his little serpents and scorpions that slither and scamper about because he is not omniscient, he's not omnipresent, he's not omnipotent as our Father God is. But they scurry about in darkness because they cannot stand the light. 
Do not feed that dark spirit that lives within us because it's there. It is there, brothers and sisters. We have two natures. The nature that God placed in our hearts of love, compassion, not to be fearful because he did not give that to us. We are more than conquerors through Lord God Almighty and Jesus Christ. Feed the nature of that love, brothers and sisters. Don't feed the dark dog. Don't feed the black dog. Remember the two dogs, black and white. And they are of the two natures. Just a different way of saying the same thing that I shared with you before. We do have the two natures. Nurture that nature of love, compassion, kindness, and grace. And that means to pray for everyone. Be in prayer, brothers and sisters. I love you. Be blessed. Be in prayer continuously. Continually and always. Remember, you can pray all day long through the day, going out, coming in, and through the course of the day. As I do for you, so do you for each other. Haba Yahweh, turn your face to the nation, Father. I know that this nation has turned its back on you and there are many churches that have done the same thing until they repent and they cry out in a unitized voice that we are sorry, Lord God, forgive us that you allow these things to continue and to happen, Father. And I am not fearful because it's in your word. I'm afraid for brothers and sisters and others that are not aware, Father God, but I lean in to hear what you say to me. You are my Father God, and you are Ashalom. You are my peace. Abba Yahweh, Amman. Yeshua, Amman. Paraklitos, Amman.